Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another round of Master Phil in your corner with your host, Master Phil. All right. Welcome, everyone. Greetings from Master Phil and Master Phil in your corner. And here we are in lovely Wyckoff, New Jersey on a 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were just having a discussion. And, uh, you know, we're going to make this proud month. I like it. Because we're proud to be Americans. I like it. You know, we're going to get some shirts that proud and have uh, flags and yeah. stars and stripes and, and guns. And uh, constitutional amendments on it. <laughs> I think that's what we need to do. I think we need to do that. So let, let's yeah. make the introductions. I'm here as usual with my trusty sidekick, Dougie Fresh Friedman, and a, a repeat offender here, my brother from another mother, Steve Cerrone. Thank you for having me, <laughs> And we're set for some fun here. Um, You'll notice it's uh, we're wearing a sleeveless thing going on here, you know, because uh, a couple of reasons. One, because it's pretty hot out, and two, because we're going to get down to some street fight and bouncing stories today. Wow. Yeah, but before we get into that, let's thank our uh, sponsors. Yeah. And first, of course, we have to thank philross.com, because without philross.com, none of this would be possible. Um, go there for all your fitness and training needs. Uh martial arts, kettlebell, self-defense, so forth and so on. And, you know, the funny thing is when we get into this podcast, maybe some of these people will realize that, you know, I've actually done this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you want to learn from someone, who, someone who's done it for real and uh, still there to talk about it. Uh, and then, um, you know, we also have, oh, do we have uh, Louie Louie at Cued yet or not? Louie Louie again? Yeah, you know, Louie Louie. So, oh, my. So we got health is a wealth. That is up and running. We just got um, we got a whole bunch of different um, organizations joining us. Uh, P3 is joining. Health is a wealth. Uh, we uh, P3 training. Uh, also check them out for all of your security and training needs. And we, oh. Mega low. Mega low social, mega low. Yeah, 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 yeah. How low can we go with mega low? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have free speech. It's got to stay. We don't want it to go away. So go and sign up for mega low social today. Here we go. Mega hello ho ho ho. So oh, join Mega right. Social. How low can you go? Mega low. <laughs> how, how mega low can you go? <laughs> so yeah, join Mega Low Social for your free speech platform, uh, competitor with many of the big tech outfits out there. We just have a new Mega Low van too, making the tour. Yeah, wow. yeah, you gotta check it out. Um, now we also have Health as a Wealth. We were talking about that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, Ace. Uh, Ace just joined up with Health. Uh, yeah, American Council on on uh, Exercise joined us, 
and uh, and uh, you know we got some other ones coming too. You know, speaking with NASM, and then we also have P3. Uh, we so far we have 120 certification courses available, which um, these courses will actually help people to lower their insurance rates. Nice. Yeah. So we're we're putting that whole thing together. So it's it's time to get on that that free platform. It's it's great. Um, and then uh, Fit Team, check out Fit Team. Know, for to keep healthy because yeah you know when you're working out you want to make sure you're taking in the right nutrients and supplements and keeping at the proper weight so you know uh, there's a guy uh betty the jet Yakides, uh fantastic kickboxer mm -hmm. great karate fighter so forth the guy won a i mean just got like 50 60 wins in the in the ring kickboxing and uh, a number of years ago he you know was speaking about his street prowess and that he had, you know, talked about specific street fights and things like that. And some people in the martial arts community, you know, kind of said, oh, you shouldn't talk about that and whatever. And I'll tell you, you know what, though? I applauded for him. It was super interesting to hear him speak to, you know, these incidents that he had and what techniques he used to actually survive the situation and come out uh, victorious. Um, and he had, he had quite a few. He had you know, he grew up in uh, East LA, and uh, you know, he, he was in the, you know, in in, in the mix there, shall we say? Um, and like most of us, actually, I know, I know, Paul, Steve, and I got into martial arts because of getting into these street fight situations. Hey, if you're gonna get them, you better kind of know what you're doing. So, you know, boxing, wrestling, uh, martial arts, all help you in the street. But now, how many people actually used it for real? Um, so we're going to you know, have a little fun today, talk about some bouncing and uh, some street and bar situations that have occurred over the years. So, uh, you know, we may have to water them down a bit. I don't know. Maybe we won't. Who knows what's going to happen? But, Steve, you know, um, Steve, how did you first get into bouncing? And then I'll, I'll say my first bouncing job. How would you first get into it? Bouncing, I was actually in the Army in Georgia. I was based out of Fort Benning at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a big go-go bar, gentleman's club, you know. Yeah. The big place, you know. And uh, I call, some people call it strip club, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we went in there. It was like the big strip down. Where soldiers went on weekends or whatever. You know, there's all kind of stuff. that bars and everything. So I went to one strip club. And I actually met a girl, one of the dances. But dances back then were different. Yeah, yeah. They, you couldn't do a lot of things. It just well, they wore, <laughs> wore bikinis and stuff, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, dancing. So she's beautiful, and uh, so I wound up dating her, <laughs> call it that. And uh, <laughs> I wound up being a bouncer there on the weekends. I don't know if I was allowed to do it when I was in the army, but I did it. And but the problem was when I was dating her, it's like, and, and the, the stage had like a like a little gate around the week hidden yeah yeah guys couldn't go but they, they could, could touch reach, they could reach over right i remember the first time <laughs> i'm bouncing i thought some guys getting a little too close to her i grabbed the guy i threw him i've seen the high tables with the round tops i threw yeah. him over the table <laughs> broke the table off the stand and i want to come over to me and said what are you doing because i know you'd be a problem because you shouldn't be dating a girl and bouncing in the same place i go well i don't know i think he's breaking the rules so you know well, that's how I started, and it turns out that girl, I mean, you know, we got involved deeply. Yes. And she actually, you know, had a kid with her. Yeah. I'm like, the kid didn't make it, whatever. 
lost time ago. That's that the 1981, but that was the girl. Yeah. You know, wow. Denise, that's how it started. Wow. Yeah, my, my, my first um, foray into the bouncing arena happened when I was at, at Wilkes College. I was, um, I was wrestling there. It was 1980, and I lived in this, this dorm, and I became friends with this guy who was an ex-Navy SEAL, uh, Rob Puchowski. And he used to bounce at this like rodeo place where they had the, the, the it was in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and they had this uh, fake horse. You know that was big, the rodeo horse, yeah. and you see, see how long you can stay on it. And um, you know, so he says, oh, I know we yeah, definitely use a guy like you. So we start, we were training each other, uh, training with each other, you know, in martial arts and fighting and stuff. And he goes, Yeah, let's let's go down there. I remember the thing he said, Yeah, you got to get coach's shoes. Remember the coach's shoes with the, the, the this was like yeah, yeah, the black yeah, ones, the black ones yeah. with the ridges on the bottom. He yeah. goes, yeah, they're really good when you have to kick somebody. <laughs> and they have you, good don't, support. you don't hurt them. Yeah, and, and they have support. Yeah, they, they're soft on the top. And uh, so yeah, that's uh, that was my first bouncing job. I uh, was there, and I, I mean, you talk about, I mean, like, I, I don't know, you weren't that big then, and I was only about 165 pounds. I weighed 185 mm-hmm. when I started bouncing. Yeah. I was boxing in the army. Yeah. I had to keep my weight down to 180. Yeah. And I, you know, so I didn't, yeah. And then when I first came out, I still, you know, when I first started bouncing in New York and I came out of the army, yeah. I weighed 185. Wow. I, I was muscular, but I wasn't, yeah. like, didn't look big, you know what I mean? Right. But that's what I weighed when I started bouncing. Yeah, I, I was uh, wrestling at 158. So, yeah. But, um, you know, didn't seem to, you know, affect me at all. And then, um, then from there, when I, I transferred schools, I went down to Maryland, um, and we went to the, all the wrestlers used to hang out at this bar called the the Grill or the Varsity Back Room. So, I walk in with the with the gang. You know, a bunch of wrestlers were there, and uh, the uh, the owner, the manager, says, um, "Hey, uh, you got big arms. You want a job?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> so then that's what that's where I really cut my teeth because that place was wild uh you know we would have easily three to four fights a night and i'd work three to four nights a week um that was it was it was crazy it was so bad that i my knuckles were so cut up all the time i put athletic tape on them (laughs) because i kept breaking them open on people's heads uh it was it was insane And, and that's where actually um i met percy like the next couple of nights after that and then uh you know we trained together and I said, Hey man, we're looking for bouncers. So I brought him in. Um, and I'll tell you, it was a, it was a, you know, it was a little bit strange. So it was also like a, you know, a, a whole thing with, this was 1980, but still kind of the South. There was like a little prejudice thing going on there, but you know, we, you know, got over that with, uh, with him. Cause I'm like, what are you talking about? Who cares? You know? And then, uh, but then they like tried him out and it was good. That, that was the same year. I really started 1980. Yeah. In the army yeah. You talk about three or four, Fights a night. I, I know. I I worked at least thirty two years as a bouncer. Yeah. You know, with seventy five clubs, mostly in New York City. Right. And I can't remember any night where something didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, almost always there's the nasty om- stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, you want me and you bounce together. Yeah. At Hulane at the time. Yeah. And, well, Still remember, stuff. Remember the big thing that started yeah. there. Yeah. Me and yep. you had to square everything. Yeah. Thirty two people fighting. Yeah. No. <laughs> something always happens it's so funny and then just for edification just and you can take some two bouncers that 
things get bad after 12 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a witching hour, you know, the a-hole hour, as we call it, because <laughs> that's when they're all all loaded and, and getting crazy. But uh, so what do, the, the, why don't you tell us one of your another memory of this? And we'll, we'll, we'll... Before I get to that, you talked about the size of yeah. where we started. People don't understand something. Most people don't. They see a big guy, they think he, okay, he's a good bouncer. Yeah. Okay. That's not always the case. And that's not always the person who can handle and take care of business. Right. Okay? So it's it's what's in you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So guys like me and you, I've been in a situation where the biggest guys are the first ones to not be found when something happens. <laughs> yes. I've been in a situation many, many times like that. Mm-hmm. You had to take care of it. I became, you know, it's just a fact. And when I talk about, I talk about my own experience from mm-hmm. myself, about myself, whatever. In New York alone, I was bouncing all the time. All the club owners knew me mm-hmm. because I made a name for myself as far as being like a, a diffuser of several thousand situations. Yeah. A good diffuser. I get that. <laughs> really? It could be important. Anyway, I was a diffuser and I was really good at what I did. Yeah. When I was younger, as a bouncer, you know, you, you're brawling. But as you get older, it's, you start to say, wait a second. How about I try to get paid without really having to do anything? Like, you know what I mean? Not having to. So I became more of a diffuser. Like you go to a situation and then try to talk people down, calm them down, yep. the whole thing. And try to work it out that way. You know what I mean? It didn't always work out because people, you know, you want to be tough guys. Mm-hmm. And they raised their hand, the whole thing. And I, as a matter of fact, speaking of that, Place called, I don't know if I can mention names of clubs. Can I mention it? I don't care. A club, called, <laughs> a club called Heartbreak in New York City. It's a uh-huh. big time where, like, a lot of celebrities went to this place. And yeah. Monday night, specifically, all the top models came in there. And John Stamos was, became a good friend of mine. He was in there. You know, and he, he, they all came in, I guess, to see him or whatever. I mean, yeah. matter of fact, I was doing some, I was dabbling in, like, Soap operas and little acting stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to get you on this soap opera that he was on. Didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, one, one, this is a good one. The Mets were playing in the, I think it was the year of the World Series, 86. Yeah. So during that year, the second baseman from the Mets was in there in Heartbreak. Some girl comes to me and says, Hey, this guy keeps bothering me, touching me, grabbing me, and stuff. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so I'm like, Look over. So, all right. So listen, the girl's complaining about you grabbing her butt, the whole thing. And, uh, stop. So it started getting tough for me aloud. You know who I am? I said, yeah, I guess I know who you are. I'm not impressed, but, you know, we're all people, and I deal with people as a person. You know, I want yeah. to be disrespectful. Well, my job is to keep the peace here. It kept saying loud, but, 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 So I had to throw him out in the street, Tim Tuffle. <laughs> I had to. I, I, don't, you know, I, I got help from it from the other place, but I had to do my job. I had another time, that same place where these guys just started a big fight and mm-hmm. it was out of hand. And uh, I remember picking a guy from his elbows like a forklift and throwing him in the street. And him yelling to me, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I said, Well, you should just start suing me now because, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But stuff like that all the time. You, know, you, all the time. you can't pick who. Causes trouble, and yep. you know you got to do your job. You know, well, you, you bring up an interesting point about being a diffuser, because one of the one of the lines I used to use on someone is, "Hey, uh, you're a good guy, aren't you?" 
and even if he's the biggest jerk on the planet, he still thinks he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't realize, you know, what a tool he is. Yeah. And I said, listen, okay, you know, it's not working out for you here tonight. You know, maybe we'll, we'll come back another night and blah, blah, blah. So, I, you know, I try to diffuse the situation. Sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, like I, I had a situation where there's these two brothers and uh, uh, we're all bouncing that person was bouncing with me is when I was down in Maryland, a place called Quincy's. It's no longer there. Um, we had a lot of incidents there too. Oh my God. Uh, so, there's two guys who are there, and they're supposedly big karate guys, whatever. And the guy kept taking his shirt off in the bar. <laughs> it's like you were trying to run a respectable club. I'm like, dude, you can't take your shirt off. Come on, let's chill out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two seconds later, I turn around, you know, do go back to my duties, and he's taking his shirt off again. <laughs> so one thing leads to another. His uh I come over, talk to him when other guys comes with me, and then his brother comes over. What are you doing? I'm like, uh, your brother's got to go, right? So uh, one of them, as, as I'm facing the one brother, the other one hits me in the head with a beer bottle, okay? So that's it. Game on. So, I mean, all the bouncers pile on. You never hit a bouncer, right? So I had the one guy on the ground. And I, took, I remember the takedown. I dropped, I hit him behind the ankle and drove my shoulder into his knee and I crawled up his body and got on top of him. Now, the pile comes on. You know how big Percy is, right? Yeah. He's on it. Everyone, like All these guys are on a pile, right? Everyone's hit. And they finally get everyone off the pile. I had this guy in a chokehold and his eyes are rolling and he's purple. <laughs> and they stopped me because it was, it was over. I was... <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about a pile that one same club heartbreak yeah about three in the morning the phone rings by the front door it's the manager here's a big you all stand outside yeah by the glass door on the sidewalk and all bounces phone rings i pick up big ball big pile going on so i run in i was the first guy to get in there the pile i just wanted to defuse it yeah i don't want you know i just i just try to see who's doing the swing i grab him i'm holding i i look up a little bit i see a a bottle come and hit me right above my right eye, and then a foot and kicked me in the same spot, pushed the glass into the top oh, nice. my eyebrow, and I felt the blood. So at that point, I'm like, I just saw a pair of legs. <laughs> I reached up, grabbed the guy by his, you know what? Yeah. Jumped up, threw him through the glass door onto the sidewalk <laughs> in New York, and the other bouncers are standing there. What happened? I go, I, call, I told you guys to follow me. Nobody followed me. Yeah. Now you take care of that. So, but you don't ever know. You never know what you're gonna deal with. Nope. Anytime, this situation where I remember a, a famous club where two famous people, I'm not mention their names, they're on the bar, snorting cocaine on the bar for everybody. So I'm like, oh. I walk over, said, and they were very, very famous. I said, do me a favor, go in the bathroom. Don't <laughs> be an idiot. <laughs> I go, you know, come on, man. People, some people don't understand that kind of thing, but you know, people understand 80s and 90s, right. That's where we made the most of our bouncer stuff. I did a lot. I actually bounced off to like 2012, really. Mm -hmm. A little bit of stuff here and there, but you know, mainly. But back then, you know how it was. It was yeah. a big party. Shoot. It was a free for all. And that's how it was. And I, and I, it's like, like you don't know what you're going to deal with. I'm mean, in a go go bar, and the guy's leaning over the bar trying to do something with the girl. Yeah. So I'm like, I call him down. So, sir, don't leave on the bar. 
So now it's getting tough on me. It's a Friday night. The place is packed. It's getting tough. It pulls out a, like a pocket knife thing. <laughs> swinging at me. So I'm, I'm guiding him toward the front door. And his step's going down outside. I just swung. I ducked on the. I suplexed him from the top step <laughs> head first. On the ground. It's just a natural reaction. I really yeah. didn't want to, you know, the poor guy started bleeding from the head, the whole thing. Ambulance comes. Actually, I went inside. I called the ambulance because I told his friends, listen, your friend just fell down the stairs. <laughs> I go, you know, then the whole thing, cops come later on. Now, the friend didn't know what happens. He was inside. Yeah. So the cops come in, uh, I put a hat on and stuff. He's like doing all like a lineup on yeah. us. <laughs> and the guy go, he's the one. I'm like, Sam, I said to my friend, I go, he was in outside. How did he point to me? Because I want, I told his friend got hurt. Yeah. So he assumed. I had to go through five years of being sued for this crap, you know, and whatever. And the guy settled out of court for like $5,000 because he, he got cirrhosis of the liver or some stuff happened to him. But, but he, but the, Is that from drinking? The things, he, the things he made up about, oh, I, I can't live no more stuff just because yeah. I'm trying to get in trouble. We went to court and you know, the, the, the judge didn't understand that. He said, oh, you're, you're bigger. The guy's twice my size. The owner of the club spit on the floor. I was like, what do you mean? Did you read the transcript? He didn't pay attention. He hated the club so much that he was getting carried and made the automatically guilty. He didn't care yeah. about yeah. who was right and wrong. He didn't, he didn't bother investigating the whole thing. Like I said, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so many situations. Yeah. That, you know, you yeah, no. <laughs> funny because, I, it, you know, I, luckily I've avoided court, uh, although I did walk away from a, actually, my last major bouncing job i walked away from that because of uh you know they weren't going to back me up now we had a situation this was i think in 04 i was working the club's no longer here it's called blend in ridgewood <laughs> and uh do you remember that place yeah all? yeah so i was supposed to um originally i was hired to be their you know head bouncer and then i don't know the manager was this woman she liked this other guy whatever i don't know. so um they they put me in another area because they said I was I was too intimidating. <laughs> Whatever, you're a bouncer. You're supposed to keep order, right? So, you know, we're on the headsets, and you know, it's a Friday or Saturday night, whatever. You know, Friday night, Friday night, and they um, <laughs> there's a fight, and I'm like, fight, and it's this big guy. Guy's like six three. I swear, punching this guy about five six, just going. Bang, bang, hitting them, right? Guys, little guys bleeding all over the place. I come running over. The guy's with two friends, okay? I grab him. I kick the back of his knee out, and I slap him in a choke. So I got him out in about seconds, and I have, and I told his friends, you two guys, you're all going out now. So I drag this guy out, right? Now these other idiots show up. <laughs> they see, they know there's a fight. There's a little guy bleeding. They start jumping on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I come back in. I'm like, what are you doing? He's the guy who got beat up. I go, where were you guys when I was calling you? You know, so I, and the, the other, the, this other guy, he's a bartender. He goes, um, he's a, whatever, they had some relation with the manager. He goes, he goes, oh, he goes, um, are they, they out? I go, yeah. He goes, how about his friends? I go, they're gone too. There was three of them. And I, oh, uh, I go, let that guy go. 
they wound up like getting another shirt because his shirt was ripped. I go, he's fine. He's a, and and then um, at the end of the night, the um, the woman comes to me and says, uh, you know, um, do you think that they're going to sue? For what? You know, he asked me to protect the establishment. I wasn't didn't do anything egregious. I put him in a chokehold, locked him up, pulled him out, and uh, put him in the street. His friends got him up and they left. Okay. Oh, you know, um, you know, because if, you know, if you get sued, you know, if, if there's charges, we can't cover you. I'm like, okay. I collected my money. Next day, I call in. I go, listen. I go, uh, take me off the schedule. Like, oh, wait, you feeling not feeling good? No, take me off the schedule tonight and every other night. I'm done with you guys. I'm not working with someone who's not going to back me up. I'm protecting your establishment, and you're not going to back me up if something happens. I'm done. That's, Goodbye. That's how it changed over the years. Back yes. Because one of the things is like you know they made it. You know, I I kind of told the guys that I'm bouncing on the missile. Listen, got to a point. So listen, when a fight happens. The main purpose is to get him out of the club. Yeah. Okay. Don't even go outside with him and fight with him no more. No. You know, like, because it depends on the situation, of course. But if you go out in the parking lot and you want to stand in and mm -hmm. it out, it's a different story. The goal is to get him out of the club. Right. So once they're out, who cares what they do out there? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, that's what they're <clears throat> no. Except because, because the clubs weren't backing you no more. Right. Legally. Yeah. They made you sign like an ABC sheet. All the stuff, all, all stuff. You know, you know, back then, you when you have the bucks, you know how it was. You get paid oh no, I was, I was, I was getting paid cash. Yeah, but then, yeah. They, they, they want, they want to make it. You sign an ABC sheet so you can track what you're making, a whole thing like that. I didn't do it. So, <laughs> about crazy things. I'm club in New York, another wild, big time club. Mm -hmm. Had to be like two thousand people inside all the time. So the way we had it set up, all the bouncers stayed by the front door outside. We had. Lookout guys inside. If something, they say, look out. <laughs> something happened, they come get us. Yeah. So there's this one group that hung out in the club. They were whatever, Vietnamese guys. They were nice guys. It yeah. was their little gang. They hung out in the club. We liked them. We got along with them. Yeah. But the other group didn't like them. So one night, they drove by and started shooting at the club. <laughs> so I look over. My friend Dave's holding his thigh. Got shot in the thigh. I turned and I felt something skin my knee and hit my other leg. Right? But I didn't think much of it at the time. So here's a high star skin, a hot track. I'm on the ground, had a 38 on me. Yeah. I'm shooting the cars. The owner grabs you by the neck. What are you doing? Where'd you get that gun from? I carried a, a gun and blackjack and mace when I was bouncing over some, some places. That's how it was. So it turns out that I hide me in the wine cellar. A couple hours till everything settled down. I look at them. I'm like, is it, "Wait, is it good? Good wine to drink?" <laughs> right, right, right. So, like, um, I look down on my the back of my left leg. Is a mark from a bullet there, and yeah. it skinned my where it turned skinned my right kneecap, and it went into my lower leg. It's a small bullet, thank yeah. God, the whole thing. Yeah. But it's weird how they shot at the club. You know, you know the ropes they have. Yeah, yeah, they're all chewed up. And like you, and you had no, nowhere to go, you know. Another going is, is you, heard, you heard this already because yeah. I, I told you about it when I wrote the piece yeah, in your yeah, book there. Yeah. The surf club, 
was awesome. That was a great. That was a great yeah. ball place. So I was, I was, I was when I had bounces. Yeah. So a fight broke out, big fight. I was the first person to arrive at the fight. So I called the other guys over. Finally, get it under control. People are going. All of a sudden, I'm making sure the bouncers' backs are safe. Nobody's going to come behind him as I'm doing that. Somebody comes behind me and grabs me in a, a back choke. Okay, so I set my body where I have to set it so I can mm-hmm. breathe. I said, "You better let go." It's like F you. I'm not I'm like all this tough guy stuff. I'm not letting go. So I, I ask you again, let go. Last time, F you. It's all right. So I did my thing. Very on bar. Took his shoulder out of his socket, took him down, stepped on his face, picked him up, threw him over the railing in front of the cops. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have done that, but it was just, well, I had, yeah. actually had him in a finger lock <laughs> and dragged him out and threw him over. And that, the whole the owner, whatever, it happened. Yeah. The limit. Yeah. You, know the, you know the laws, that's yeah. deadly force. Right. By right. law, I got the right to kill him at that point, but I didn't. That's deadly force. He okay? used deadly force against you. <clears throat> a small Irish pub. Um, no, I cannot put. When certain people get drunk, they get. They don't know what to stop. No matter how tough or not tough they are, they just keep fighting. This thing breaks out. It's the Irish pub. Yeah. So yeah. big thing breaks out. So I had. I'm talking to the guy, and his girlfriend slashed me. So I'm like, all right, Steve, stay calm. You're this woman, you can't hit her, nothing like that. She slashed me again. Right? Third time. I was like, so I'm like, <clears throat> so the guy's like, stick up for her. I put them both in the finger lock. <laughs> I have both in the finger lock. There's a side door, there's a screen door. I kicked the door down, and it's River Road right there. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I put both their faces on the ground in the street. Said, see that car coming? I'm going to hold you. He had two of you over. <laughs> I, it's part of all, whatever. At the same place, I had a this closing time, you know. And so I, I was wearing a satin jacket. We're getting ready to close. All of a sudden, one drunk woman didn't want to leave. I felt something hit me in the back. She threw a dart. <laughs> it stuck in my jacket. And if it wasn't wearing a jacket, it would have been my spine. <laughs> so I grabbed the dart. I put the dart by her carotid artery. Hold it. The owner's like, "What are you doing?" I said. Tried to kill me. Don't don't stab her. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna stab her, but you know. Well, my, what, kidding wait, me? wait, wait. My, my my question is: Do you think she got the point? <laughs> <laughs> you know how to happen. You're trying to at oh, that yeah. point, you know. We had a uh, we had a situation where um we're uh, okay. Uh, I was working at the varsity back room, the grill, and now there's like a um, you know I had the upper bar. Well, yeah, the middle bar, the upper bar, the upper area was closed because somebody got thrown off of it and killed. So they closed that area off. Um, and then you had the middle bar and then you had the pit. Okay. And the pit had a bar in there as well. And there's like the big dance floor. Everyone's like, you know, getting crazy down there. And Percy and I used to sit there and say, okay, it'll be a fight there. There's going to be a fight there. <laughs> We'd pick out where it was going to happen. Um, so one day my, my buddy of mine, he was uh, – good wrestler heavyweight guy he was in the air force and he was in the area and he was down in the bar with some other guys and then um this guy from another armed force was trying to pick a fight with him okay and you know he told me about it. He said, listen you know i could take care of this but you know it's your bar i respect it you know i don't want to have a fight in your bar 
right? So um, I go, no, okay, no problem. So I'll go talk to the guy. So I go talk to the guy. And, you know, he's definitely drunk and feeling his oats and so forth. And then as soon as I go to leave, he goes and tries to knee my friend in the crotch right there. So I just grab him. I go, you're out of here. So I, I have um, Percy and I drag him up the stairs, right? And down the stairs, there's a, um, at the bottom of the stair, there's like a low wall. It's like four feet, four feet high. And we're dragging him up. And some other guy comes from his group. Hey, where are you taking my friend? I'm like, we work here. We're throwing him out. And he goes, the F you are. I go, yeah. He comes charging up the stairs at me. I hit him with a nice stiff jab. Right? <laughs> he goes flying down the stairs. He hits that um, the wall. And by the time he snaps back up, I got him in a throat lock. I got over the arm around the throat. And I got him right here. And I'm squeezing his windpipe. And I drag him up the stairs. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. All of a sudden, now his attitude changed. From him kicking my ass, now his attitude changed. right? And I threw threw him out the door, too. Now, this is like this is stuff that, that people do. Well, some people just mm-hmm. think, like, could be a situation where somebody is known, say, like, be a pro athlete. I think yeah. They think that they're automatically tough because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have oh, a situation in the one go-go bar. Yeah. And uh, I know this one. <laughs> the one I'm not, I can't miss, I'm not gonna mention names. No. This one, the one guy is actually my friend, he played defensive back. Yeah, something happened where um, he said something to a girl and she yelled at me and said, called her a bad name or whatever it was. Someone's the guy, why do you want to do that to, with that girl? I said, you're my friend. So the other guy steps in, you mess with my friend, don't mess with my friend. I go, stay out of it. He goes, I'm a Samoan. You don't mess with me. And he raises his hand. I go, punch him right in the solar plexus. Yeah. I said, I'm a guinea bouncer. Don't mess with me. All right. I go, stay out of it. Like, People just think that you know, tough. It's, no. it's, it's. Oh, you'll love, you'll love this one. This was, this was a hilarious one. So we're bouncing at uh, Quincy's, uh, you know, again, no longer there. And, <laughs> and it was beat the clock night. Okay, think about, you know, inspiring people to get drunk and out of control. Okay, so what happens is, you know, at five o'clock, it's one price. And then every half hour, the price goes up for the drink. So what are people going to do? Yeah. They're going to slam. It starts like five cents. Right. And they just just keep slamming drinks, right? (laughs) So, yeah, it's like, I guess, 10 o'clock. People are eight. Actually, yeah, it's like eight or 10 o'clock. I was pretty early. And people were just looped. Now. There's these three big guys in there. One guy's six four, another one's six five, another one's like six three. Three big guys, right? And they're playing Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> I know, this is so ridiculous, right? So they wind up getting in an argument with one of the other bouncers about Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> okay. So they get an argument about something with Miss Pac-Man how to play. I'm something this completely idiotic, right? So so Kurt, he was like uh, like six four. So um, he's getting in a fight with this guy who's like six five. So they're having words, and Kirk's like, "Hey, this is my this is my friend's bar. I don't want it to get messed up. So let's go outside. We're gonna have this fight." So I'm standing there. Percy's standing there. <laughs> Kurt turns his back on the guy. Hey, if you're a street guy, someone turns your back on you, you're gonna fight him. You're gonna wait to go outside? No. The six foot five guy hits him cracks him right but 
didn't get him 100% because Kirk didn't go down. His body bent, and then he popped back up. By the time he did that, I had the guy on the ground. I hit him in the ribs, and I reached between his legs. I picked him up, and I suplayed him right onto his head. And then I put him in that lock I love, the python grip, and I had him around the throat with my hand, and I had his arm locked up, and I'm on top of him. And I said to him, I go, listen, I'm not going to curse right now. I said, I'll tell you what. What we're going to do is I'm going to let you up. I don't want to hear a word from you. You're not going to say anything. You're not going to talk. You're not going to even look at me. You know, walk right out that door. Because if you don't, I'm going to do this to you again, and I'm going to bite your effing nose off and spit it down your throat. He did exactly what I said. He complied. Now, the funny thing was, like, there was another guy there, too. When I had this guy down, I, you know, I knew someone else was coming, but Percy nailed this guy right into the brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I saw, as I'm talking to this guy, I saw Percy's feet right here. So I know I could pretty much say anything because I know he took that guy out. So it's me and him against this guy. <laughs> it's not going to be good for this guy. So, you know, that's why I said what I had to say. His legs were, he was all pumped up. I still remember him. His legs were uh, you, you know, pumped with adrenaline and shaking. So grab the guy, get him outside. And then um, they, they came, they drove by in a car saying, we're coming back. We're going to get that little guy, right? Because I was like way smaller than any of them. And they all started laughing. Yeah, hey, go ahead. See what happens. Right? And then we, what was this? I had ripped my pants from all the way through, like from my crotch all the way through. Because when I picked them up, you know, in my quads, I was all pumped. And I just whoa, I slammed them and it just ripped my pants. So I had my pants ripped off. <laughs> It's like, you know, uh, friendly fire. It's dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's funny. I, I was down in Bar A uh, seeing a buddy of mine uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it brought up one of the funniest stories down there. I don't think I ever walked out of that place on my own volition. I think it was always a fight <laughs> coming out of there. It was like, it was always a brawl. We'd call it Brawl A. So, <laughs> I bounced at Belmont. Yeah. Mon 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 Mon
funny stories there. But I wasn't bouncing. But this was like just a funny story. And I, you could, if this they did it in a movie, they'd say it was fake. But at the end of the night, they play in New York, New York. So there's like 12 of us guys there. I got a whole crew. My brother's there and his crew. Now his guys are, he's like, I guess, a senior in college. And they're all like football players and wrestlers. And my guys are like wrestlers, martial artists guys, right? And we're doing the can-can. You know, New York, New York. And one of the guys had a beer bottle in his hand. And I inadvertently kicked it. Okay. This thing flies in the air. We're all watching it. We're watching it, watching, watching. Bang! Nails some dude in the head on the other side of the bar, and he drops. <laughs> so, so it was so hilarious. So he, the three of them, come up to our group. Hey, yo, you just, you just, uh, you know, hit him in the head with a beer bottle. I'm like, dude. I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry. You know, it just I, that. There's no way I could have even wanted to do that or whatever. It was a mistake. So I, well, you know, uh, you know, let's let's do something about it. And I'm like, dude, I go, I just knocked you out from across the bar. You really want to fight me <laughs> from here? What do you think I'm going to do to you here? And then the other guy goes, one of them says, uh, oh, well, what should we do about it? And one of my friends goes, I don't know, wear a motorcycle helmet next time you go out. Yeah. <laughs> what can I tell you? There are some funny things that happen. <laughs> Bouncing and some perks that we can't wait to talk about. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about the perks, okay? You know? No. Okay, so the funny, <laughs> one of the funny things, I'm going to, it's one big time go-go bar. It's a Friday night. It's four bounces. place is packed. So right by the front door, the front hallway, and we're playing, the bounces, we're playing quarters. <laughs> People are trying to come in like, wait. wait. <laughs> Another customer's that got to come in and pay to come in. We'll throw them to wait. We're playing quarters. <laughs> my, my, my shot, you know what I mean? Crazy stuff. I'm like, I mean, speaking of when um, your own guys doing something to you when you're breaking up a fight, yeah. surf club is this big stage. Fight breaks out. You all win. It's a, it's a, it's a mess. So finally, I had a lunge at a guy off the stage. And I wound up on the ground on top of him, and all of a sudden, this other bouncer probably weighed about two ninety oh. dies on top of me, <laughs> and I got on top of him. I'm like. I don't know if I can breathe that. I'm like, get off me. What's wrong with you? Get off me, man. What's wrong? I got the guy under control already. And then one got promoted guy. I'm not mentioning his name. He don't want to pile two. I'm like, what are you doing? It's done already. This excited? We had a guy the same the surf club. Yeah. I had a crew there one year, 1995. All my Hudson County guys. You know. Yeah. And in Hudson County, in Jersey, all these guys from all these, you know, those are street guys. Mm -hmm. So one weekend, these guys from Staten Island who were yelling out how they gangsters and stuff starting a big fight. So we took the one guy and threw him over the fence into the dark. <laughs> He's running down the street yelling, I'm going to get a gun, come back. He said, come back, come back, right? So a day later, the same guys come in. They're sitting, a fight breaks out inside the bar. It turns out outside where the gym, there's the gym outside and yeah. the shower area stuff. It's out there. So we Wrong. The guy swims me out, duck and take him out. But we did. We were in tan shorts, all the bounces. So shorts. Cops were there. Guys were getting thrown on the street in front of the cops. The ambulance was there. The whole thing. All said and done, the owner calls me and the other had bouncer in the office. We stand there with blood all over our tan shorts. He goes, "What happened?" I go, "Nothing." <laughs> he goes, "Me nothing. You're full of blood." I go, "Well, you know." He says to me, 
I don't want any more Hudson County guys working here bouncing, except for you, Steve. <laughs> so I was there before, like for a year yeah, before, because yeah. he figured they were just too, just wanted to fight all day. <laughs> you know? It wasn't really, wasn't really the fact, but yeah, they probably had a more of a hair trigger than maybe, you know, yeah. if there were, somebody tried to hit them, they're going to go faster than maybe somebody else. Right, right. You know what I mean? But that's, someone trying to hit you. What are you going to stand there? Yeah. Talk, talking about that, this is funny, but this is a, Really kind of a funny story, though, too. Percy and I got a job bouncing at this club in D.C. And now, I think it was like 1983, okay? So this Iranian dude hires us, you know, and we're, we're bouncing first night. You know, it's like kind of a – we got to be a little more dressed up, so forth. And it's important, but it was more like a – he said this, more like a punk club, okay? Again, like, you know, whatever, okay. And, you know, so the – you know, Night's going okay, and then they start, everyone's dancing, and you know what we'd always do is, you know, you walk through the crowd, <clears throat> you know, see what's going on, dancing, and then they started, we thought that they were fighting with each other, but that's when um, that uh, mosh pits started oh, yeah. opening up, oh, right? Yeah. And they start, they're jumping on each ex other, right? Ex ecstasy. Yeah. That was a big thing then. And look, look, this is the first, no, this is the first time I'm ever seeing it, and what do we have a rule? You never touch a bouncer, right? So bear that in mind. So there's Percy and I going out on the floor. These people are jumping on us, right? We start knocking them out left and right. Just start cracking them, kneeing them, punching them, kicking them, throwing them, right? And the owner comes out, no, 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 no. I'm like, like what? This mosh, that's mosh dancing. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell it was. I'm like, well, no one touches me. Yeah. So after that, we just didn't go on the floor. <laughs> I found mosh and mosh pits myself. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. These it's kids, crazy. It's, it's crazy. These kids are crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm talking about, see, back in the day when I first started like, bouncing in New York, mm -hmm. a place called the Fun House, well, a big famous club. All the rap groups started there. Yeah. Before anybody. And I was, so I was there, young, I was 20 years old, and I'm protecting all these soon to be famous rappers L.O. Cool J was there will smith he got booed off stage his first time became the biggest star in the no, world they didn't, nobody slapped him off stage yeah, right. <laughs> okay just one so, the run dfc fat boys all these and they were all nice people and they, yeah. and they made yeah. all big time you know, madonna was there mm. you know she was uh, jelly bean benitez was the dj yeah so yeah. that was a boyfriend, there was a boyfriend. Yeah. and uh uh, Stallone knew the people very well. I think they helped him get his career started. Mm -hmm. So, so I was actually protecting all these people back then. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I mean, I remember the group called the Fat Boys. Yeah, they were just I, starting out. They had the mm -hmm. station wagon with a stick shift. So I had this four-wheel drive truck with a push bar and in New York. So I parked on a sidewalk. That club went all night long till nine in the morning. Yeah, it's crazy. So they couldn't get their car started. They parked in front of me. I said, listen, put it in second gear or third gear, step on the clutch. I'll push it down the hill and then pop the clutch and it's just start. Yeah. And these guys are big. Yeah, I know. I, I bodyguarded for them once. Yeah. I had to, <laughs> well, I had to put my truck in forward <laughs> drive to push the car. <laughs> no, they were cool. But yeah, I, they were I, cool I kids. On 26th Street yeah. in New York. And then yeah. I started like, eh. yeah. That was, yeah. that was funny, you know? Yeah, they were cool guys. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, yeah. They, were yeah. all, they were all nice. Like, yeah, oh, Cole was the nicest guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, all, I mean, I, Dougie Fresh. Yeah. So he was performing there. There's already you were performing. You were there. Yeah, I was yeah. there. There's Dougie all Fresh. 
there was 2,000 people in the club already. Yeah. And 2,000 in the street wanted to get in the club. Yeah. So they had the street road blocked off. So me and this huge bouncer, this guy Mark, like six, five, eight pounds, we had to walk next to the limo through the crowd to get him in. As we're doing that, somebody cracked a bottle and cut Mark in his neck right next to me. Wow. I'm like, oh, it's I told soon we got the like the fresh guy grab him, pull him aside, hammers the whole thing, and the people started break. We had the doors chained from the inside. People started breaking the chains coming in the back doors. <laughs> I had no choice. I'm standing on my blackjack, cracking people because the, <laughs> we had a metal detector and they were going around the metal detector. But that was one of those, those crazy times. It's like, yeah. it's like a riot. And yep. you, you've been, that's how, oh, yeah. how was the thing me and you with the, yeah. um, <laughs> that you got me involved in? <laughs> Yeah, he got this nice protection job for us, right? You know, so, uh, well, let, 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 let me throw this out there. First of all, I had done a lot of jobs for this guy, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, you know, he hooked me up with the job at Taste, which was really good. Um, and he's like, Ah, yeah, Phil, you know, I could use you at this party. Uh, he explained it to me, it was at the Prince's Chateau, okay, which is now closed, closed because of this incident. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about this. It's got, it's got pre. How many years ago is that now? Two thousand four. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so we can talk about it. So the statute of limitations is definitely up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he calls, he calls me. As I get this um classy party, we're going to be security for. Get dressed up. I, I'm the only guy dressed up. <laughs> He's wearing jeans. The other but guy, I'm black jeans. Uh, and the other and the other bouncers who I knew one of them, they ran the club in Jersey City, but they were there. But I only knew him and the one guy a little bit, you know. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're rolling in. It's like six hundred people. Turns out it's two rival gangs. Yeah. Then the rap is going the whole thing. All of a sudden, fight starts. Before that, some girl Standing with us with a champagne bottle, tried to hit him. He knocked it out of her hand. Something that I, I she's on the ground. I, I kicked it. No, that was, there was a guy who th- who tried to hit me with a bottle. Oh, the, oh, the girl threw the beer on us. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she fell and I punched. I that, that, that's a guy punched. I, I thought it was a guy and I kicked in the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the fight breaks out. Me and him are the only two idiots on a dance floor between two rival gangs, 300 and 300, trying to stop this fight, me and him. Also, the chair comes flying. We took a girl in the eye, the leg of the chair, right? An extra. Yeah. The other bouncers know where to be found. It's me and him now. So I'm like, Phil, all right. Maze time. We're yeah. not going to stop this here. Yeah. yeah. Also, I got the point. Stuff flying. They know they, they started, we just started getting people outside. The cops. Well, actually, what, well, first we did, we fought our way back to the kitchen, just watched well, it. Had to, yeah. yeah. We, we, we fought our way. Back to the kitchen. Other guy Blandino came up on the side too. So there's the three of us, and and we're just watching the melee. I mean, like mirrors were getting broken. It's so bad the DJ was calling for help. Yeah, he was yelling for help. Yeah, honestly, I thought I thought we were we were gonna like die that night. But the funny thing was, is that in that melee when people were punching and everything, but I. I, I don't know how many guys you. I I cracked one guy in the face, oh, yeah, well. and and uh, but we didn't get hit. We did not get hit. <laughs> I, I, we were just moving, slipping, driving, and we fought our ways back to the to the to the uh, kitchen. We we're sitting there watching this whole thing, and then the only reason 
that um that that the place emptied was because some girl said gun somebody's got a gun yeah. and then they started running for the door and now because cops won't come in now this is such a huge riot there were cops from 15 towns here yeah yeah, yeah it was on the news and everything they closed <laughs> route 46 <laughs> closed it just they didn't want to bother nobody they just wanted to get them out of there back to that town so they direct them out of meanwhile people from like you know, cowards had to throw stuff from a hundred yards away yeah. onto the cop cars, rocks and bottles and stuff. There. And what was the owner doing? Remember? Yeah. Oh, I know. No, you, no you, big deal. Idiot. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they got shut down right after that because the moron. We had we had we had uh, wands and stuff at the door, but there he is selling him champagne bottles. I mean, uh, it's a weapon, pal. No. It's just got that it was, got crazy. I, I appreciate that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fighting dress clothes but no, no there's many places i mean in the years i had to wear a suit bounce yeah so have i the, the copa cabana copa cabana yep. I, I wear a suit and, like I said, and sometimes it gets rough there you know I bounce there too you know jeff and frank no last names okay. bouncing me there i know jeff and frank yeah i and john with one of them the head bouncer. Yep, so yep. one night i'm sitting at the bathroom i don't know if you ever sort of movie goodfellas when they go through the copa cabana through yeah. the kitchen if some people really got a hand and we had dragging through that kitchen. Yeah. That's <laughs> the back door. So the doors that go to that kitchen, me and I just sit once in a while with the head bouncer. One night I heard a gunshot. So I turned to John and go, you hear that? He's sitting there, why is the ghost? He goes, the bullet ricocheted went through the lapel of his jacket without hitting him. So he's like in shock kind of. You know, I was like, a, isn't that what inspired the song from Barry Manilow? <laughs> who shot who at the Cobra? <laughs> one night we were in there and these guys, these guys thought they were gangsters, they were tough guys, so they were challenging me and Jeff and Frank. And yeah. so we'll wait for you. Here, three idiots, me and Jeff and Frank, on 6th Street, suit pants on, no shirt on, bodybuilding, yeah. standing waiting for these guys to come. They never came. That's how you worry about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, it was funny. That reminds me of another one we had. Um, because uh, Now, the bar that we bounced at, Quincy's, prior to that, it was a biker bar called Jimmy Comer's. So what happens when bikers get drunk? They go back to where they know, right? They're, they go, you know, they go bar crews and so forth. So, But we had a dress code, and, uh, you know, we'd have to turn them away. I mean, one night I had at least – this is no no exaggeration at least 45 confrontations at the door not all of them were physical but at least 45 confrontations at the door but one night we wind up having a huge brawl at the place i threw a guy you know you know the windows out front the big window next to this, the uh, the glass doors i threw a guy through that okay? and the cops were there it was so bad the cops were handing us billy clubs to fight yeah, they just throw, throw here. Take this one, take because we were, it was it was a massive brawl in the parking lot. It spilled out. Okay, so it was so bad that we had to mop up the blood in the in the hallway. But it's funny, I kind of messed up because prior to that, there was this group of guys that came in that, that wanted to come in, and I said, uh, you know, you're not dressed appropriately. You know, we have a dress code. Blah 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 blah. He goes, well, if we have um, if we come back you know, dress properly. Will you let us in? I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. Now this big brawl occurs. 
So now we shut the place down. I mean, obviously we're putting a board up in the in the window. Um, you know, uh, there's blood in the hallway. We're mopping it up, and these guys come back. <laughs> it's like like an hour and a half, two hours later after you know, the 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 fight stopped. We closed the bar. We're not doing it. Goes. Uh, I'm like, because uh, yeah, can we come in now? I'm like, the bar's closed. And he's like, you promised. You put. I'm like, dude. I go. We just had a huge brawl here. Can you not see? Can you? Are, are you? Can you see what's happening here? He goes, no, you lied. I go. Well, I go. The bar's closed. He goes. We're gonna wait for you till you leave. I'm like, okay, fine. That always happens. Yeah. Okay. So. So I'm, I'm sitting there. The doors are locked. I'm having a few pops. Those guys are waiting out there. I'm making them wait. We're hanging out. I'm like. Other guys are like, oh, you want, want me to go with you? I'm like, nah, just keep an eye, right? So I go out there, and there's three of them. And I had my Firebird and my Formula, black. And they're standing by it. And um, I'm like, I'm going to my car. And, you know, we had some words. And I go, you know, get out of my way. You know, he said two words to me that weren't Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing back. I kicked him. In the chest with a psychic that sent him over the top of my car. And then, and then I go to the other two. You want to go? Like, oh. I go, pick up your girlfriend and get out of here. Let me just say something <laughs> before we go any further. But I don't want anybody getting the wrong idea about like thinking that me and you are looking for an excuse <laughs> to hit somebody. Because me, I can speak for you. I know that there's only no way out, self defense type <laughs> stuff. Like we talk about. Throwing through some way through a glass door, cracking on breaking a jaw. We didn't look to do that. No. We looked to diffuse it and then it goes it goes to that level. Right. You know, it escalates to that. And they have no choice. But I don't want people thinking that we just looking to hit people. Right, right. Good, no, good point. Good people, point. Some people do that. Some people do. Some people some do. People, yeah. Inexperienced people, you know, who they never had a lot of fights in their life might look to do that mm-hmm. to feel like a hero. Right. But we didn't. No. We had plenty of fights in our life. And, you know, it was only self-defense and had no yeah. no choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can unequivocally state that I never started any of this stuff and always tried to stop it prior to it happening. But when people are being unreasonable and you have no choice, you have to be able to do something. You have to defend yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, now, like if you if you listen to any of these stories, it usually I know we did kind of you know cut to the chase, obviously because you can't sit there and just say every you know exchange and so forth. First of all, like my memory's not that good. This is a lot of these happened a long time ago. You know, we're talking like three, four, at least two decades ago, and more like three and four that they occurred. And you know, you don't want to bore people with. Oh well, first I went up here and I said this. He did, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, you, you can't get too you can't get too boring with it. But uh, you know, we did kind of cut to the chase. But if you notice that we never ever started any of this stuff, yeah. You know? So being I said that already, I'll tell you something. It's kind of funny situation. The St. Patty's thing in the Irish place. So I hired, you know, the guys some black belts, mm-hmm. friends of mine. You know, you know. Yeah. So the owner's like, oh, you know, these guys, some of these guys ain't that big. I said, don't worry about it. I know I'm doing. Okay. Sure enough, crazy fight breaks out. Everybody's drunk. Beer mugs flying up the wall, breaking. So these guys that starting to make trouble. I'm getting them out. And the one guy bounces says, hey, hey, that guy just smacked me. I go, hold on, just take a deep breath. Smack the mega. I said, go. Smack it again. Go. That's it. So 
I broke out. Get these guys out the front door. And the front door is a big, heavy wooden door. I had to wait hundreds of you know, those kind of doors that weigh yeah. hundreds of pounds. Yeah. So I'm getting him out. He's sticking his arm on the door. He don't want to leave. And you know, I, 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 I was thinking drunk. But come on, man, you're gonna get a beating. I don't want to give you a beating. Get out of here. F you, him and his son. So he yeah. kept sticking his arm. I said, all right. So I took the door. So I'm slamming the door on his arm now. Oh. So let's go. Finally, let go. I went outside. I slammed his head into a signpost. He got an hour cold. Spills on rain. A couple minutes later, he wakes up. He wants to fight again. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, come on. Really? It's not funny now. But it was funny. No, I think know? it's funny. You still want to fight, really? Said, You're going to want to be in the hospital, but you don't understand when to quit. Yeah. Uh, the alcohol is getting the best of you. No, come on, really. Was, yeah. That place was too much. That, that, door, that door story brought up, uh, brought up an old memory. Uh, this is, uh, I tell you, it was 1984. I know because I just got finished with one of those uh, survival camps. And I, uh, I I won the obstacle course at the end and all. It was pretty cool. And I'm with my girlfriend at the time and then uh, my sister and uh, another friend. And we're walking through the city. We just went to dinner in uh, Little Italy. And there's this, you know, they have those those brownstones, whatever, with those big, heavy wooden yeah. doors. Yeah. That's what reminded me of the situation. And there was this uh, young Spanish girl trying to get in to there. She's little got her, her her little child in the carriage and somebody was in there trying grabbing her and she's screaming for help um he was like harassing her terribly so i come running up the steps and um i grab the door open it to help her right and I go, leave her alone right so he comes at me i take the door bang right into his head grab him <laughs> Throw him down the steps. I go, okay, you're okay now. She was thanking me all over the place. <laughs> See, now I didn't want to bring this up. Story about a door into somebody's head. So, and I'm not mentioning the name of the go-go bar. So it was a go-go bar, and I'm not telling you who's bouncing me. You know, because I know. So these guys are out of hand, drunk, the whole thing. We threw them out. They kept coming back up the stairs from outside. Harassing us, banging on the door, the whole thing. So the little diamond glass window, I had enough. So I timed it. I looked at the glass window. I timed it when the guy up the stairs, I was going to open the door and knock him off the stairs. So I opened the door and the door lock thing, the circle thing, yeah. right on his forehead. Oh. You know, flying to the side, laying there. I thought he's dead. So I said to my friend, come on, there's a drizzle now. I said, Let's sit up against the wall back there, against that building in the grass. <laughs> He's sitting there, out cold. Like, I'm not dead, really. <laughs> two hours later, two hours, this outside security guard calls us. There's some guy walking up the parking lot swinging at the air. Who hit me? Who hit me? Right? Same guy. So then all of a sudden, his buddy's acted up. And my friend took that guy's head, bounced his head out the, the railing, bink. And the guy that was looking for me went to the wrong building because the building on the other corner looked exactly the same. The door, he's knocking on that door. And we're laughing. He's knocking at the wrong door. I'm like, wow. So you're talking to talk about 
some little fun things like yeah. one club in New York, like and we were outside, there's a line down a block to get in. This is early eighties of my twenties. Yeah. Mostly yeah. women. Of course. I had to walk out of there with 25 phone numbers a night <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah, it was, oh, you know, yeah. like, it was like a, uh, it was just fun at that point. That, yeah. was a, that was the fun part to me, you know. Oh, yeah. And we had ladies' night, we had ladies' night, the oh. lines around the corner, and you're up there bouncing. Like, oh, the door reminds me, I got another door one. <laughs> so I'm bouncing one night at the, at the grill back room, and um, this guy was, this guy was always obnoxious, drunken jerk. And uh, finally, it was my chance to throw him out. And he started with me, got real personal, took a swing, got behind him, and I grabbed him. You know, the old, you know, the, the thing that you see on the, the old Bugs Bunny movies and the bouncer throws the guy out by the, by the belt and by the collar. Yeah. yeah. I ran him into the door, one of the big door, and I, bashed, I opened the door with his head and I threw him. Now, I didn't mean to throw him this far. I, I was scared for a second because so I threw him into the street and there was traffic. <laughs> Car squealed. I'm like, oh my God. You know, this, this, I'm like, oh, I thought I was going to kill this guy. I didn't even mean to do it though. That was the thing. I just threw him so hard. He opened the door, stumbling, bumbling across the sidewalk and flew right into the street and almost got clipped. Speaking of movie types, stuff. <laughs> my friend owned a big club down in Point Pleasant. So we, yeah. used, we used to go once in a while, check on a place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he found out that one of the bartenders was stealing money. Oh, jeez. He goes, come on, take a ride with me. It's like, <laughs> so it was a Saturday afternoon. I grabbed the guy in the office. So I said, are you taking money? No. <laughs> you sure? I'm not taking nothing. You sure? So I put him in a finger lock to his knees. <laughs> sure you're not taking nothing? Only a little bit. <laughs> right? So I stood him up. I took him out of the office. Front door's there. I said, everybody watch this. This is what happens when you steal money from the club owner. Like in the movies, I front kicked him through the doors. <laughs> it felt good. You know? oh, yeah. but, but still, you guys steal money. You know, and talk about blowing somebody with a car. I'm working with this guy. This guy's played for the Washington Redskins. He bounced with me. Yeah. Big dude. He probably weighed about 400 pounds at this point. Good. In shape. <laughs> <laughs> but he's strong. Oh, yeah, still strong. So we're. Ox. The fight went about Syria, really not supposed to go, but that's where it wound up. And I saw this big dude pick this guy up and like he's a basketball. I mean, over the roof of the car. And the guy had to weigh 240 pounds. He picked up the him like nothing. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. You know, that reminds that's adrenaline. Yeah, that reminds me of another one now. Uh, no, it's a buddy of mine he used to bounce with me. Uh, people might know him from some of the movies. He's uh, Heartbreak Ridge, the Swede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're bouncing one night, and I, uh, he's like six five, maybe like two eighty, ripped to the bone. He still, he still is in phenomenal shape. Just had a hip surgery though. Um, so we go to throw this guy out. This guy gets into Pete's face. You know, this guy's name's Pete Koch. Um, this guy was like six two, six three. Pete picked him up. I swear, didn't even bend his arms. Didn't bend his arms and threw him over like three tables <laughs> into the wall. Like, and he ran at him. I grabbed him by the arm. I'm like, no, Pete, no, he was gonna kill him. He was, I didn't want to let. I don't want to let him hit him. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you go home to me? <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. Uh, 
a movie. I sit down, the girl date at time, years back, and I'm looking at a movie. I'm like, that guy, the head, the lead guy, yeah. looks very familiar. Yeah. Very familiar to me. So <laughs> next day, Howard Stern's talking about <clears> he <throat> has a guest on saying, talking to him. He goes, Yeah, when I was a bouncer at 10 18, I go, Holy crap. He was a bouncer with me yeah, at yeah. 1018, which yeah. is Rocky before that. Turned to 1018. We were bouncing together. It was Vin Diesel. He was a bouncer with me yeah. before he became a big star. Yeah. He had longer hair. You know, we call him Vinny. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Vin Diesel, you know? Yeah. And like, it was crazy. I, I, I don't look familiar, you know? But <laughs> sometimes yeah. What's his real name? His last name's really Diesel? No. I, no. I forgot his real name. I forgot his real last name. Did he, uh... Remember? You remember his... Yeah, I forget his last. I talked about it with someone not too long ago. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Diesel. Yeah, right. He was. It's expensive now. Yeah. So, um, so another Pete Koch story. So, it was, uh, we're driving out to do a bouncing job. Um, we used to work for these guys called the Gillardi Brothers, and so it was me, uh, Percy, Pete Koch, and this guy, Harry Venenzia, and we used to call him the Chief. Remember the movie uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. Well, he looked like the chief. So Pete and, and Harry are big dudes. Okay. So we're in my Firebird, jammed in there, had the air shocks, you know, so they were fully pumped up because these big dudes are in the back. Right. So we're driving and we're in a Waldorf, going to Waldorf, Maryland. And there was these three dirt bags and they cut us off. And some like, you know, kind of hot rodish thing whatever so i blew the horn they flipped me off i flipped them off they came up i came up they said some words said i right, pull over so you know, they said oh, you only, let's go let's pull over so i'm like all right so i pull over so they three of them get out of their car i hop out you know i'm like 200 whatever at the time They're like ah whatever yeah percy gets out it's like oh yeah pretty big dude right and then pete and harry get out these two towers Monsters. You never saw three guys get into a car quicker than them and take off. <laughs> it was like the best non-fight fight ever. <laughs> and I, I, I attribute a lot of my, I guess, natural street fighting ability and toughness to um. You got me. First of all, you got to be born with. It. I was trying to. Yeah. You know, you have it in you. you yeah. Be born. So my brothers, my two older brothers, and my younger brother were all very tough and. uh my younger brother always tried to keep up with us. So yeah. he went too fast at times. Yeah. So my father ran, it was like the Elks Club, but it was a, it was a bar club type thing. He ran yeah. it. Yeah. So my younger brother was 17 at the time. He was the bouncer, 17. Mm -hmm. So by so the time I bounced into the go go bar, we had beepers then. Mm -hmm. It was a Friday night. My people went off. I said, I got to go. Something happened when my kid brother was mm -hmm. had to beat the crap out of like six guys. And he'd be, he's tough, isn't it? Yeah. You, know, you know, my kid, yeah, I know. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. Okay, so and he don't, he don't feel anything. I left there, I zipped down there. My other brother, who's in a certain big biker club, no names, okay, <laughs> shows up too with a with his registered Uzi. <laughs> so here we are, we're in a place, all the cops are everywhere. My kid brought his beat the crap out of these six guys. I'm standing, my brother got the Uzi, and the cop goes to my brother, hey, can you put the Uzi away? So I said, okay. So I stand there. I said, okay, all you tough guys, try to gang up on my younger brother. 
he beat the shit out of all of you. Now there's about a hundred of you. said, the Saron boys are here. Come on, bring it on, all hundred. And the cops are like, what are you doing? You're going to start a riot. I'm like, we're going to stay here and fight. I don't really care. That's just how it was and is. And that's, you, you've been there. That's been, hey, you know what? Sometimes it might be stupid, but yeah. I'm not going to take a step back for nothing, no, no. ever. It reminds me of like, uh, you talking about your little brother. Uh, you know, I remember my brother's first weekend in college. So I'm 23, and I'm going to I'm going to go hang out with my brother and make sure he's okay his first weekend in college, right? So I am. I'm, you know, I'm dressed nice, got like a, you know, I'm going to college, got the polo shirt on, the whole thing, right? So I, so we go out, we're up in the hill, we're in, at Lehigh, and you know, we're with, um, we wind up walking around with like, there's like three or four guys and um, mostly girls. And we're walking around, uh, going party to party. But, uh, you know, you got my brother, one, this other kid, and this other kid um, who's a tough kid, big kid, played ball there. And, uh, you know, he's uh, from East Rutherford. So the four of us guys and the rest are girls. And we're walking through. And now there's a group of guys that come through. I think they might have been townies. I don't know. But they were bigger, you know, obviously than, than us at the time and come through and they start pushing and smack and pushing those guys, right? And my brother here, he goes, really? You know? So then turn around. Next thing you know, we're squared off. And I go, listen, guys, we're all here for a good time. This, I, I have to emphasize this. I go, guys, we're here for a good time. Come on, let's go. I'll, I'll buy you a beer, you know, whatever. Let's, and the guy's like, F you, you're a bunch of pussies. Game on. <laughs> okay. So, so one guy goes for my brother. Now, he's not tall, he's shorter than I am. And, um, but he knows how to fight and he's a really good wrestler. So, um, goes for him first. I crack this guy hard, okay, with a cross. And as he's falling back, I front kick him. I pick him up and I toss him on the ground. Now, another my brother hip toss another guy, and another one of the guys comes. I take him out and I get him on the ground. And he, <laughs> I have him in uh, a fish hook. You know what a fish hook is, Doug? Mm -hmm. Okay, I got him in a fish hook with my fingers in here. And my forearm is on his throat. I'm pulling his face one way, <laughs> and I'm driving my forearm into his throat the other way. The only thing that saved him was that my brother and you know the other guys backed off when they saw what was happening. I took out two. My brother took out one. The other guy, and they backed off. And my brother stopped me. He goes, "Phil, you're gonna kill him." <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the only thing that stopped me. Yeah. You know? But see, we tried to avoid it. I tried to be nice, and these guys. Did not want to take no for an answer. They were looking for a fight. Yeah. We were looking for fun. Well, your brother, I know I worked with your brother yeah. a few times. I remember us bodyguarding. Yeah. On the Yankee ticket table yeah. eight <laughs> on the platform. And we were locked, we couldn't leave the platform for 14 hours. I had to go, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> I'm like, Damien, listen, bro. Listen, I'm gonna have to stick my leg up the edge and go down my leg. I'm like, I can't. I had to hold it in, but we were Giuliani and oh, I know Tommy John. Like, yeah, yeah. was that a Scott or there on a platform with us, you know? But we had to deal with situations. Oh, yeah. you, couldn't, you couldn't leave the park, 
no. fourteen hours. Right? Yeah, no, I was on the outside. Yeah. So speaking of, we were talking before about you know when you talk, people calm. Mm-hmm. About the surf club, there's one guy who wanted to fight all day, fight everybody. <laughs> so I kind of had a babysitter all day. I said, "Listen, bro, I know you're tough. Everybody loves you." Everything's tough. I don't want to do this. Stay calm. But all they want to do is the same guy. Oh. Eventually, I had to throw him out. Yeah, and I, you know it's going to so happen. Another situation, Surf Club, talking about like different things. Close of time. So, like, the head bouncer. Well, I made, you know, I, I made this guy a head bouncer. So I don't want to do it no more. So he wanted mm-hmm. me to work there. So close of time. There's one guy who's on a back porch, sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. sleeping. So all the bouncers, like, we can't get him out. We can't get him out. We yeah. can't get him out. Can't wake him up. Can't get him out. So I wanted to go home. Yeah. So I went back there. And, you know, you go into the infraorbital nerve. Yeah. Went down. <laughs> stood him up. He jumped out of the chair. <laughs> and all the guys like, what do you do? How did you, how'd you do that? And I, was, I, I thought it was pretty funny. You know? He's out now. There you go. You know? Uh, so we we could probably go on for several hours like this. Might but need another, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, might, it might need a second second. You know, I, I got oh. both a thousand things that happen, <laughs> that happen in real life that you know we talk about. Some yeah. of some of them pretty funny too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like a dance off with words. Us, they're funny. Yeah, maybe not to the other guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's what happens? What? Hey. Talk about what happened. You're talking about what happened. That's what happened. Exactly. Hey, you know, well, everyone, thank you for uh, for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed. It's a little bit different than some of the other things we do, but I figured we had a little bit of fun here. You know, you know, enter the Fourth uh, of July weekend with a bang. You know, <laughs> knockout. So, absolutely guys, enjoy and uh, remember, this is a proud month. Absolutely. So thank you guys for watching another episode of Master Phil in your corner. Strength and honor.